man, look at this place. Oh, it looks more like a, a country club than a nursing home. Nice grass, nice people. And I hope you brought your bathing suit. Welcome to Nice Grass, Nice People. I'm your host, Kyle Serlo. I've got a pretty good little solo podcast for you guys today. I wanted to uh, share some thoughts and some, uh, yeah, just some tips and tricks uh, about Gamble Sands, the golf resort in north central Washington. Uh, Suave Golf just got done last week doing a trip that we hosted up there where we had a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, just kind of wanted to share with you some of my takeaways about the resort the golf course so if you are interested in making a trip up there uh yourself um you just got you got a couple uh yeah got a couple of things that might be able to help you maximize the fun and enjoyment of your trip but before i do that uh i wanted to share with you guys some exciting news that nice grass nice people has a new sponsor uh on today's show and that is caldera lab yeah say goodbye to the generic face wash on your counter because Caldera Lab is here to save the day when it comes to your skin. Backed by a leading clinical trial where 9 out of 10 men experienced healthier and visibly improved skin, Caldera Lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and confidence. Today we have an exclusive offer for our audience so you can try for yourself why so many men trust Caldera Lab for their skincare needs. Use the code NICEGRASS at calderalab.com for 20% off their best products. Again, use the code NICEGRASS at calderalab.com for healthier, improved skin. Okay, let's talk a little Gamble Sands here. Um, I was up there uh, Cinco de Mayo weekend. We got got to the resort, uh, excuse me, got to the resort on Saturday, uh, stayed a couple of nights, got a few rounds of golfing, got to play uh, what they call the Sands Course, their only 18-hole golf course they currently have at the resort, uh, which was the first golf course uh, that they opened up there, I believe, in 2014, designed by David McClay Kidd. And I got to say, um, you know, this is my fourth trip up to Gamble Sands, and it's crazy that the golf course just seems to get better and more fun every time you go back. It's such a, a shock. Uh, playing at Gamble Sands really compared to anywhere else. And it, I was try, trying to discuss this with some of the guys that came on our trip um, where, you know, Gamble Sands gets the label of being easy. And I don't necessarily think that's incorrect. Um, you know, the slope rating from, you know, the standard like, you know, second to back tees, um, I think the slope rating is like 114. And the course rating is right about even par or just below it. So just based on the rating, you know, it's a pretty easy golf course. I think when they built it, David McClay kid, you know, I, I think what he wanted to do was he said he wanted to design a golf course where people could go out there and shoot, you know, shoot their all-time low. He wanted people to go have a lot of fun. They want He wanted them to play well. Um, this, you know, as many people have written about, is probably a you know, a correction from a lot of the golf courses that he built after Bannon Dunes and Anea in Hawaii, where he started to develop a reputation for building really brutally tough golf courses. And, you know, some golfers loved him. A lot of golfers did not. 
And, you know, kudos to David Kidd for listening to feedback. And, uh, yeah, he when he built Gamble Sands, I, it was successful immediately, you know, in terms of acclaim. Uh, everybody who went to go play it really enjoyed it. You know, rumor has it that Mike Kaiser, when he played Gamble Sands for the first time, he looked at David Kidd and said, I want you to build me something like that. And that's how he ended up getting the job uh, to build Mammoth Dunes at the Sand Valley Golf Resort. Um, but, you know, I, I digress to our trip. In, again, this is my fourth trip to Gamble Sands. I've probably played the golf course 15 times now. And it's pretty awesome that it's, you know, despite a golf course that gets labeled as easy, meaning that maybe there's not a whole lot to figure out, you know, a lot of really great golf courses, tough golf courses, get better the more you plan because you're figuring out, you know, little things about the golf course. You know, course knowledge becomes more and more valuable, and it, you know, that that is kind of a recipe for a golf course that ages really well. And it's funny because this golf course doesn't necessarily have that. Um, it's so wide open, so wide open. In fact, that when you the first round of golf that you play after you leave Gamble Sands is going to feel weird. It's going to feel shockingly narrow because a gamble, for the most part, you've just got 70, 80, 90, 100-yard wide fairways everywhere. Um, and it's just so much fun. You know, I I did not hit the ball all that well. I putted pretty, you know, I had a pretty decent putting week. Um, I didn't hit the ball especially well. And, you know, on the scorecard, I played great golf. A couple sub-80 rounds. Um you know, came back to Santa Rosa after my trip, played a nine-hole match uh, for the, the weeknight league that I play out there, fired an unbelievably crisp 48. Um, so that was a little bit of a shock back to reality. Now, granted, I, I did play like absolute dog, you know, just dog ass. Um, so I, I do not blame Gamble for that. It's just that it, it made me miss Gamble because Gamble was just like, you know what, I, as long as I've got my, you know, my line right off the tee, I could spray this thing 45 yards right, and there's a good chance I'm still going to find the short grass. It's all fescue out there. It plays really firm and fast. So hey, spray one 45 yards right. Watch it roll out another 40 yards there. We still got a mid to short iron in. Let's go. Um, one thing I will say, though, is because the fairways are so wide, it's very easy to kind of get lazy with your lines out there. Just think, all right, I'm just going to you know head out in the middle of the fairway. The, that is the one thing. The line that you take off the tee out there is incredibly important, and as long as you're taking that right line, it does not only give you more room to miss, um, but really, you know, the way the slopes are designed out there, there's just little spots in different fairways where if you just get it in this one little sector, you're going to get a huge kick forward and have you know even more of an advantage on your on your second shot. And I think that's what made it so enjoyable for me. Is I've now played it enough times where I'm just like, all right, I know that on 17. You know, it's a big dogleg right up over a ridge, you know, a huge bunker ridge. It's got a centerline bunker. And, you know, when you're looking at it, you see the flag away out there on the right. And you just kind of think to yourself, all right, let's just put it in the middle of the fairway. Got a little room, little room to miss right. Um, and if you do, there's not as much room as you think. You're going to end up in that bunker on the right, which is death. You don't want to do that. I learned, you know what? You can aim a mile left. There's so much room out there. If you miss it, miss it right, it's not going to go right enough to get in that bunker Maybe you have, you know, a five iron in instead of a, a seven iron or an eight iron. Who cares? You're safe. You got a ton of room that, you know, the approach to the green from the left side is actually not that bad. It's just one of those things where I will give it credit. There are places to miss so long as you hit that line. So that was my takeaway from the golf course. Again, 
kind of surprised how much I really enjoyed it um, just compared to my memories of it. I mean, I, I always liked the golf course, but I liked it even more than I remembered, which was really, really great. Um, I did get a chance to play the Quicksands course again for the third time. I had played it last time I was up at Gamble Sands in 2020. Uh, the golf course was brand new back then. The greens, you know, <laughs> the turf on the greens at that point, because the golf course was brand new, you know, it was just soft. It, it, it had just grown in. The greens were probably rolling at like a four, right? It, it, it felt a lot more, you know, the greens were putting like they were practice center, you know, chipping greens. Um, again, not, not a bad way. It's just they were brand new. And now they've had a chance to grow in a little bit. Unbelievable fun. All the guys that came on the trip love the quicksands course. Nothing but positive things uh, to share about that. So if you do make it up, make sure you play both. Um, would be a shame to go up there and just play, you know, the long course and not uh, not take the hour and a half to go out and play the quicksands. Really, really fun. Um, there's a lot of stuff happening up at Gamble Sands right now. Um, a lot of construction going on, both on the golf side and on the resort development side. There's a huge structure uh, being built right next to the existing uh, restaurant, which is called the Danny Boy Barn Grill, and just a, a massive, massive building uh, being constructed right next to it. They actually had to uh, relocate the tees on the driving range because that's where that building is now. Uh, and speaking with some staff at Gamble Sands, it uh, sounds like that is going to become the main restaurant uh, where they're going to be doing casual dining, you know, pizzas, wings, all that kind of stuff like that, you know, a bunch of taps. Um, and then they're going to turn the existing restaurant uh, back into more of like a fine dining uh, kind of thing where they're doing steaks and things like that. So uh, you'll have multiple dining options, which is honestly long overdue. Um, I know they don't have that many rooms at Gamble Sands. I'm, off the top of my head, I want to say they probably have like 40, 40-ish rooms. Um, and, you know, even for our group who was coming, uh, coming up there, uh, doing, you know, booking things months and months and months in advance, it was still kind of challenging. Uh, to get a dinner reservation because there's just not there's just not that many tables there's not that much space um, and so this is going to be a very nice uh, much needed and appreciated change uh, that Gambles is making it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun they're building themselves a new cart barn underneath which is kind of wild because the weather up there can get really gnarly and they've just been parking their carts uh, <laughs> like a little you know fabricated cart barn slash it's kind of outside kind of it, it, so it, it'll be good for them. Um, Good for them and good for the golfers. You know, just easier to get carts out. And yeah, nobody needs to really hear about a cart barn, so we'll just move on here. Um, and it looks like they're also going to be looking to start construction, Gamble Sands is, on the next bit of lodging slash, you know, a hotel um, up there at the resort that's going to be built right next to the aforementioned uh, restaurant uh, and new, you know, bar and grill. It's going to be looking out over the Quicksands Par 3 course. I don't know exactly how many rooms uh, they are planning on building. But I think, you know, I, th I think it's going to be a great change, just especially given the fact that they're going to have another 18-hole golf course here in a couple of years. Uh, for them to have, you know, a satisfactory amount of lodging is going to make the whole hot hotel experience, resort experience better. Uh, it's going to make the golf experience better. So really looking forward to that. And as I just mentioned, they are building a new golf course. Yeah, so David McClay Kidd uh, is coming back. We've talked about this on this podcast several times. But... Uh, they're not just building the golf course. There's not just plans to build a golf course. There are dozers out there. Land is cleared. Land is being shaped. I saw dozers at work, I think, two out of the three days that I was there. 
Uh, the woman who checked us in told us that we had just missed David McClay Kid by about an hour, um, who was working out there that morning. So thing, things are happening. I took uh, as many videos as I could uh, to try to share on social media, so I will do that here in the next day or so. Uh, so if you follow you know, Suave Golf on uh, on Instagram, that, that that is where you would likely find that. Um, and it's it, man, it looks like it's going to be really fun. It's I will say the site itself looks quite a bit different. It doesn't seem like there's as many dramatic um, dune you know, kind of dunescapes on that part of the property. I know that it used to be you know it, the land that the golf course is being built on has always been used for agriculture, and so that you know that has been tended to farmland. The soil is nice and soft. Um, I guess when David McClay Kid asked what it's like building that course out there, he said the you know all the land is basically like wet flour, very very easy to move, easy to mold. So hopefully that makes uh, for an easy you know easy and you know great build that results in a fantastic uh, golf course that that matches the fun factor that they of the first course they already have. Um, yeah, man, and a couple of details about the golf course I found interesting. It's going to have a little, you know, some similarities to Old McDonald at the Bandon Dunes Golf Resort in the sense that 1, 2, and 17, 18 are going to kind of all be clumped together as they kind of take you away from the clubhouse out to a place where um, the third hole can then cross a little ridge and take you out to where the rest of the golf course is going to be kind of out on the bluff overlooking the Columbia River. So I, I don't know... I don't know whether, you know, one and two is going to be, you know, on the left side, whereas, you know, you'd see 17 and 18 off to your right. I don't know if it's going to be reversed. Those details, I think, are still, you know, loosely being determined. I'm, I'm sure that they have a, a plan in place, but uh, it was, you know, told to me multiple times while I was a gamble that, you know, they're also just kind of figuring things out as they go. They have plans, but uh, they're, they're changing a lot of things on the fly as they, as, as they get the dozers in the ground. So, yeah, man, exciting stuff. If you happen to make it up to Gamble this year, you're going to be able to see a lot of dirt get moved around, um, especially if you go later in the year. You'll see dirt get moved around, and you're going to see grass getting grown. Um, I believe nine holes are set to be built and grassed in this year, uh, and then they will build the second nine and grass the second nine in next year in 2024 with the hopes of having all 18 holes open and available available to play uh, probably mid-season in 2025 so i don't think golfers should expect to be able to play all 18 holes of the new golf course when gamble sands opens in april of 2025 it's looking like you're going to have to wait until later in the summer to do that um when i asked why they're doing it nine and nine i was told that they basically had to build a brand new water source um for the new golf course they can't use the piping that they had to basically water the existing golf course now Lucky for them, they're right on the Columbia River. They use the Columbia River water to water the golf courses, so they just had to build another pipe all the way from the river up the ridge uh, to create an irrigation lake above uh, where the new course is, uh, which, I mean, the way the crow flies, the irrigation lake for the new golf course versus the one for the existing golf course are probably, you know, a mile and a half to two miles away from one another. They're not, they're not super close. Um, so that's the reason that they're doing all that, and I guess they are building away uh, from that irrigation lake. So whatever holes are located closest to that irrigation lake, which is the furthest away from the river, um, are going to get built first. And then, you know, next year, the holes that are closest down to the ridge that overlooks the Columbia River, those are the ones that are going to get built last. And I believe 
That also means uh, like 1, 2, 17, and 18 will be some of the last holes to get built as well. Um, so, yeah, again, if you're up at Gamble Sands uh, at any point this year or next year and you, you're into golf course, you know, architecture, development, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool to go and check it out. I, I had a real, you know, a really good time um, asking questions, looking at everything. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be super, super exciting. Um, man, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to go play it. Um, now, I will say this. There were a couple things at Gamble this year that, you know, if, if we're trying to be fair and balanced here in the podcast, there were a couple things that I found a little bit odd at Gamble that I don't totally recall. Um from previous trips, one thing that I did remember and I was curious to see uh, that I'm hoping at some point will change is they've got this great putting course um, at Gamble Sands. Now, somewhere like Bandon where the Punchbowl putting course is located at Pacific Dunes, right? It's just you know at one of the golf courses. At Gamble Sands, the huge putting course is literally just a few steps out of all the rooms. So anybody who's staying, you know, in there could be laying on their bed in their room, open up the back door and be at the first tee of the putting course in... 15 seconds um that i think is so awesome uh it, it's something that bandon doesn't have that it would be awesome if they did but i also get why they don't just from <laughs> trying to keep everything contained gamble sands is a much smaller operation uh currently than bandon is so it, it, it's a lot more doable plus their their front desk their reception also overlooks the putting course right where all of the rooms are which is not the case for bandon so i think it's a little easier for them to be able to manage it um but the one thing I remember from past trips is that it gets mowed far less often than the big course does, and therefore the green, you know, the the putting course, is, is the greens are just a, it, they're significantly slower than what you're going to find out on the golf course. Which, again, I don't really mind it all that much, uh, especially if it was just a standalone putting course. I think they're they're perfectly fine. I th- I think it's a great speed. It's just if you're at the resort, you just need to be aware that they are slower so when you get out on the big course you're not you know hitting your you know first couple putts and it, it could take a little while to recalibrate if you've been spending a lot of time on the putting course um, the same thing goes for quicksands quicksands is a little faster than the putting course but still not not nearly as fast as the greens you're going to find on the big course so i'm hopeful that at some point as the resort continues to grow uh, and they have more resources they'll be able to kind of normalize the mowing patterns on all the different golf courses so they're all rolling at a similar speed uh that way it'll be a little easier to go from one to the other and feel pretty good uh the other thing that i noticed that was a little odd um and you know one of my guys that came on the trip and shared this with me talking about his replay is and if somebody knows otherwise i would love to hear from you because i for as much golf as i've played as many golf trips as i've planned as many places i've visited I don't recall anywhere in the states where you're charged tax on top of your green fee. I, to my understanding, pretty much everywhere just factors tax into your green fee. So I know when you know our guys went to go do a replay, which that's another thing. Replays are a little expensive. I hopefully maybe as there gets to be more golf, maybe marketing decides to you know, follow the Bandon model and kind of incentivize people a little bit more to go out for a replay with a, a slightly lower fee, but. Anyway, that's the. That's besides the point. You know the the replay rate I think was 185 uh, for you know guys that wanted to go out and play a second round, and you know when you go to the register it was like two something, and they're like oh I thought it was 
you know, 185. Like, oh, yeah, 185 plus tax. And again, it's tax. You do it everything else. I don't know why. It just seemed really odd to get charged tax on top of your green fee. I don't know if anywhere else does. I know that you know there's you know municipal golf courses that have like a city fee of like a dollar or two or here and there, but I I just don't. I, I, off the top of my head, I cannot think of anywhere else I've been where tax is not factored into the published green fee. So if you are going to Gamble Sands and you're looking at you know what the the greens fees costs are, just make sure that you note that you can expect to pay an extra six, seven, eight percent or whatever it is on top of that when you actually finally go to pay for your round at the golf shop so that was one thing i thought was just a, a, a little surprising a little odd um whether that gets changed I, I have no idea how washington tax law works i absolutely no no fucking clue um so who knows maybe maybe it's different i i don't think i paid tax on the greens fees that i you know paid at uh foster golf links in seattle or chambers or anything like that so um but again i could be wrong and if I am, I would love to hear from you. I would love, I would love to know that I'm not, I'm not crazy on this. Um, last thing, uh, the hotel rooms, very good. Like I said, they are right next to the putting course, which is unbelievably awesome. I wish more golf courses had something like that, where putting, you know, putting course open 24 hours a day. Just go roll putts. You know, can't sleep 2:30 in the morning. Go roll a few putts for 15 minutes. Go back to bed. I love that. Uh, the hotel rooms themselves, if anybody at Gamble Sands is listening to this, just a couple a couple little things I want to offer. Would love to have multiple types of pillows. There's just one type of pillow, and I'm a little bit of a hotel snob. I When I went to college, I got my degree in hospitality, you know, hotel management. I worked in the Marriott Corporation for several years. Um, I, I like to think that I kind of know what I'm talking about when it comes to you know, hotels and, you know, service and things like that. For a resort like Gamble Sands, it fancies itself to be a pretty high-end resort. You know, room rates are, you know, three, $400 a night. I just want a little variation in the pillows. I want, I want you know, something a little more firm and something a little more soft. That's something you're going to see is pretty standard operating procedure in most, you know, nice, you know, no hotel chains. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think that's the level the Gamble's at. So hopefully by the next time we get up there, there will be a little variation in uh, the pillows. Uh, other than that, mini bar, you know, they, they, they have a stocked mini bar now if that's your thing. Uh, maybe at some point they'll have, you know, a little, get some rooms, a little sitting area. I think uh, that might be the case in the new hotel rooms. Um, but otherwise, that's, those, those are the only, I wouldn't call them negatives, but uh, th- those are the only things that, uh, the non-super positives that I noted from my trip. Um, but yeah, Gamble Sands, you know, on the whole, awesome. Just totally, totally awesome golf experience. Again, unlike anything that you've played, uh, unless of course you're someone who's been to Wisconsin, you've played Mammoth Dunes. Maybe, so maybe it has been something like, you know, something similar to what you've played before, but I digress on the West coast. I've never played anything else like it. I cannot recommend it highly enough. If you get a chance to go visit and play Gamble Sands, please do it. This is not an ad. Uh, I, I just, I, I truly think it is one of those golf destinations that is worth visiting. Uh, if you want to wait until late 2025 when they have two 18-hole golf courses, I think that also sounds great. I know Suave Golf is planning on putting together another trip after both of those courses are open, whether that is late 2025 or in 2026 is yet to be determined. But you can be assured that that will be taking place. So if you want to come visit it with me, 
at that point, uh, just make sure you're checking in to Suave Golf at some point next year when we'll have more of that information. All right. And with that, that's it, guys. A little solo pod. I'm actually going to be coming back and recording our PGA Championship preview tomorrow. I've got a couple guests that I'm really looking forward to talking to. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, please keep in mind this podcast was sponsored by Caldera Lab. Visit calderalab.com. Use the promo code NICEGRASS and you can get 20% off their best skincare products. And this podcast is also, obviously, sponsored by Suave Golf. Visit suavegolf.com. Check out some of our sabbaticals that we've got coming up. We've got the Barefoot Classic coming this September. We're going to be visiting Bandon Dunes next March and Sand Valley Golf Resort next October. So if you have any interest in uh, joining us for any of those, you are cordially invited, my dear podcast listener. All right. With that, I hope you guys have a great night. We'll be back soon. Until then, adios. Adios.